0: Oh, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here.
1: Hello everyone, this is the Interview Queen, Alicia Two. This
0: is the infamous
1: Cameron Solus. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Benji. This is the Callahan Death
0: Machine and the Draw and the Face of Impact Wrestling. The one and shot, the This
1: is Shady Breck, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. To, you are listening to. You are listening to. Broken But
0: Glorious.
2: Broken But Glorious.
0: Broken But bro- Glorious. Hey yeah. Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious. I'm Chris Lappin'. I'm delighted to be joined by Mr. WrestleMania himself, Nick Davey. Good evening. I was at WrestleMania 34, had you? Just, uh, Just for the record.
1: New Orleans. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I don't think you've ever mentioned that on the show before. <laughs> That's your one per show. <laughs> exactly. Just
1: have to get it. I remember I didn't say it last week on the show as well, I don't think. So I feel like I'd uh, I feel like I have to get it to say it twice now on tonight's show. But um yeah. But get it nice and early for tonight's one. How are you doing this evening? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yourself? So- Good, I think,
0: I think I'm with a bloody cold. But,
1: Have you yeah. ever shaken a cold off for like the last six years?
0: I, no, think, I, I think I get a cold. And then my son gets a cold. I get the cold back off him. And then I give him the cold back. And then he gives me the cold back. So it's having a four-year-old. He just constantly ill. Yeah. So, so they're, they
1: pick it up all the time at school and everything. <laughs> and
0: then, yeah. Delighted to be joined on the line by the Playboy Prince of Professional Wrestling, Lance Rivera. Hello. <laughs> how are
2: you doing, see you there, lads? <laughs> I'm not too bad. When you speak about having this cold, it's like being in the front line. This is how, This is what happens to us. <laughs> Jack comes in ill, and then I get it, and then Stacey gets it, and he gets passed around, a lot of us, about six times. <laughs> I just, yeah, well, my girlfriend works in a primary school, and
0: then uh, i oh. four-year-old, so they're constantly just getting bringing... You're just asking for trouble. Yeah. I've been all right of the So
1: I've um, I'ven't had a sick day for uh, since twenty eighteen July.
2: So oh, know wow. it, we know
1: it, we know exactly what's happening for the rest of the week now, don't we?
2: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, you've just jinxed yourself now. Yeah. <laughs> just for the record, by the way, at WrestleMania thirty four, I was sat in Disciples' front room. Yeah. Big disciples. Just that. Just so I. Just everyone knows where I was for WrestleMania thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm...
0: I'm sure I tried to stay up and watch it, but I fell asleep. And that's what I'm guessing that's what usually happens on WrestleMania. So I, I watched yes. probably the first hour.
2: Man, next. you've got you've got to sit through it. You've got to sit through it. You've got to love it and sit through it. Every
0: year's <laughs> getting longer and longer as
2: well. Now we
1: will soon be up to it just be like an all-day thing, it right? from like 10 a.m. in the morning. Oh,
2: oh. It's like WrestleMania well, 2000, 12-hour <laughs> WrestleMania. I'm getting
0: all they'll, ter- it. they'll turn into. An, Wrestle Kingdom from this year, I'd have it over two days, five hours each. I <laughs> think that'd be
2: good. I'd... Yeah, well, wouldn't be surprised. Like sitting there for one, one seven hour sitting. Yeah, two really five, five hour sittings
0: is better than one seven hours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hi, this is Matt Davis,
0: and you're listening to Broken Book Glorious. So you might as well just do a quick recap of your career for those, those listeners who missed your first interview so what first prompted you to do on the tights against the ring
2: so. oh uh, it was it was watching sitting downstairs with my brother in the bottom of the house watching the rock on on smackdown back when it was wwf yeah and having that first know your role uh, video of the rock from do you remember those old wwf videos that you'd get but they were um they were like highlights Yes. And they'd follow the follow the wrestlers around, going off doing random stuff. I had one. It was my sister's, and it got given to me. And I used to watch like, it all the time.
0: Like the best of the Rock. Even yeah,
2: pretty yeah. much. But then they'd like do interviews in between, so it like it to like the Undertaker, and they used to have that big cloth background, and everyone. I used to always think, what's that background? Because it was just really weird '90s cloth. Yeah. Just in the background. And the undertaker was like sitting there talking about The Rock and by like, The Rock knows his character and all this. And it was and one day my mum turned to me and went, Why does why does The Rock talk about himself in the third person? And I was like, I don't I don't know. I was four. <laughs> and I just looked at her and I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> but I remember to this day watching the Steel Cage match from Raw, it was mm. war, Triple H versus The Rock. Um with China at ringside over and over and over again. And I still remember the finish of the match where they both sat on top of the cage and they're hitting each other. And Triple H H gets the upper hand on the rock and then he goes to get down off the cage and he slips and he crotches himself on the top rope. And Triple H is crawling for the door and China's holding the door open and the rock's having to crawl down off the top. And just as Triple H gets out the door, The Rock drops to the floor and gets his feet to the floor first. And I was like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> and it wasn't until I got older and I watched the, the full match back that the video was completely out of order to what the actual match was. <laughs> it was <Yeah. laughs> it blew my mind. I was like, that, that's so weird.
0: <laughs> so was The Rock, kind
2: of the wrestle you wanted to mold your style around when you started training oh. uh, um do you know what i've uh, i never really thought about it when i started i always just wanted to be like i just wanted to be me but i suppose yeah because i've always wanted to be the rock it was like when i was younger i was like i want to be the rock My my sister said to me when i was younger what do you want to be when you grow up and i just turned to her and i went oh i said i want to be the rock and she's like you can't yeah. be the rock the rock's the rock and i was like no <laughs> I, i'm i'm gonna be the rock So. Cool. so
0: So, where did the Lance Rivera character come from
2: then? The Lance Rivera character, the Playboy Prince? Well, I was in training one day. I got my name. I'd just started on shows and I was doing a drill in the ring. And Matt, Matt Fox was just pulling out all these names. And he just went, the Playboy Prince. And I looked at him mid-drill and I kind of just stopped. And I went, I'm going to have that. That's mine, now. <laughs> and he laughed and he said, "It's all yours. Don't worry." Yeah, oh, bro. <laughs> and then it's grown ever ever since.
0: Well, you know, if I wanted to ask if you were a fan of the model Rick Martel when you were younger,
2: has that influenced your character in any way? <laughs> Personally, no, because I was I was a bit too young for that mm. that part. But ever since I have looked back, um, but I've always been big fan of Shawn michaels so like when i was younger and then i started watching raw i used to love yeah. watching flair triple h Shawn michaels because obviously i remember triple h from when i was like really young and watching the videos that my my sister and my brother gave me mm-hmm. and then i just i just loved watching sean and i love watching flair because he was always hyped up about how amazing rick flair was going back and i used to think like, whoa, this man is just a living legend. And yeah. having 16 titles and being the greatest of all time, and I just thought, wow, like, and he's still going. And it was like, uh, it must have been like 2005. And I went to a house yeah. show in Manchester, and it was Triple H versus Ric Flair. And I remember absolutely going crazy when Triple H came out. And I remember this guy turning around looking at me and going, well, he must be a big Triple H mark, and I was like, <laughs> "What does a mark mean?" I was about, I was about six. Yeah. Oh, you're making me feel
0: really old if you were six in 2005. <laughs> oh, my fist. That's when that's when Joel was born. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, so so you remember the tag team, the Frontline. So tell us a bit about the history of the team. Where'd you meet Jack and
2: I met. I met Jack on my first day at RWA, Mm. Uh, and we've just become best mates ever since. Yeah. I I can't even remember the first conversation that we ever had. We were very, like, I was very shy when I first started, because I was 16. I was fresh out of high school. i just started college, so I was very reserved. And as time went on, we just became really, really good friends. And I met Stacy uh, on the first day of training as well because she was taking the uh, the forms that we had to sign for a, a consent forms, you know, for wrestling and everything. All right, so Yeah. So I was I was giving her her forms, and I remember I was writing on it, and I was and she was talking to me and like trying to be nice, and I was looking around and looking at the ring and thinking, ah, I'm going to be in that in a minute, and I was just very. Uh, a million miles away while I was trying to sign this and I was thinking well this is mad yeah (laughs) because it was always what I wanted to do from when I was younger and then I saw the ring there and I realized "Oh, yeah well this is it now oh great here we go (laughs) so that was the first day I met her and then we went through the fox pack together up until we split from the fox pack and then we took Stacey with us me and Jack and uh, continued as a frontline.
0: Yeah, isn't it in, like RWA? Pretty much you either go into the rejected or you go into the fox pack. <laughs>
2: it's kind of a thing. Yeah. But <laughs> as we all know, there is a heavy, heavy crossover between us all because yeah. Jack has been a member of the rejected and I've been a member of the rejected.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A few of us have been a member of the rejected. There's a heavy crossover between us all. It's cross pollination. <laughs>
1: Cool. One of
2: our ask
1: a quick question, Chris. Yeah. Um. What? Uh, any? Uh, have you got any like sort of dream UK promotion company? Any dream UK promotions that you want to work for, like Progress or?
2: Well, uh, you've always got aim for Progress, haven't you? Because that's the that's the big the big one
1: here. Is that in what, the in yeah, Not the sort of obviously as a, as a fan, that is the biggest company I refer to. The yeah. Show I would say the biggest company is Progress by model. Well, is that what sort of wrestlers like yourself around the country think of it as? Progress, or is it a bit
2: different because it's sort of a southern based company? Do you guys sort of. I personally, I, I personally, I can't speak for anybody else because it's, yeah, it's completely opinion, isn't it? Yeah. For course. me personally, I, I, I think of Progress as that, that big, big company, especially with their affiliation with WWE now and everyone who's gone through Progress and come out of Progress. You think, wow, look at, look at what they've achieved and where they've gone. So you've got like Pete Dunne, Nathan Cruz, <laughs> everyone. It's just I I always think that's the that's the biggest one that we've got here, and then you have ICW as well. Yep,
1: fantastic. And what uh, well, about you sort of um, who's the sort of biggest star you've uh, you've wrestled sort of thing that's done well from himself now
2: that that I wrestled personally. Yeah, uh,
1: or even just had interactions with it. So if it's been at a show um, that you've been a card of, uh, I've been
2: I've uh, been backstage with El Ligero. Uh, uh, recently up in leeds uh not long ago i was in a seminar with mike quackenbush as well fantastic that was a that was an amazing experience he's just he's just a well of knowledge and the enthusiasm that comes off him is just radiating like you stand near him and you're like oh my god wrestling yeah (laughs) i feel that he just breathes it
1: you just almost feel that passion, can you?
0: Like, you yeah, sort of the, the, yeah, I, I completely get that. Well, right, so. I, I love, I love listening to um, interviews with Mike Quackenbush. I hope we hope get him on in the future. So, so.
2: The, the way he is in interviews, have you seen? If, uh, with the one where he talks about wrestling and what it means to him and everything, mm. that's exactly yeah. what he's like in person. When you get oh, wow. get to talk to him, that's exactly what he's like. Like, nice. you can feel the passion through that that talk that he does and when you get in front of him and you're talking to him you can feel it as well
1: yeah no I get yep. that I love that as well when you're sort of buying your merch of, you, of the wrestlers when I've been to loads of shows it is fantastic when you sort of see them um, just how much it, obviously it means to them how grateful they are but just sort of, so as well when you just generally chat to them about wrestling like I was in New Orleans. I remember Austin Heary being a really good example of someone yeah. who absolutely loves everything about wrestling. From arriving there, selling your merch until the show finishes, when you're packing up your table, leaving, you can just tell it's is his love. He absolutely loves every second of it. Yeah. it. yeah, It really does mean a lot to you as a fan as well, especially when you're there with sort of obviously Chris Moore can more about shit when you take your family there and what have you. But even yeah. if you just like me, go with your mates, have a few beers, it it, 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 it does mean sort of a lot in it. So it just makes you gives
0: you that bit of uh happiness as well at the well,
2: how much it means yeah, to the, the um to to the wrestlers, it's my four year old's favourite bit of the whole thing. <laughs> I still I still remember getting that picture with you uh after that first Wrestle Island show I did. Yeah. I was yeah, I, I was Oh yeah. You were me, messaging me like, oh, Are you still here? Is- are you still here? And I was like, Oh, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you need to come down to, um, to uh, Riptide, as I are saying, and uh, then you can meet another member of Broken But Glorious. Well, I've got to
2: start completing the set now, haven't I? have got to start working my way through. <laughs> this is James Reed, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious podcast. All right, to finish the show,
0: I've asked the Vessel Island Facebook group for questions for lance. So, oh, first, here we go. Mike Angus. So, yep. how was your training with Hugh Hefner play-
2: at the Playboy Mansion? <laughs> Oh well, back in the day, <laughs> me and Big Hugh go way back, <laughs> he's my best mate, what can I say, I was absolutely distraught when everything happened, <laughs> but according to Mike, I inherited the Playboy Mansion, so everything's okay, we're alright, we're living in luxury. <laughs> uh,
0: Ryan Stanley, uh, do, you, do you like the lights out or lights on?
2: Oh, is that private joke? Uh, yes it is, big R.J., <laughs> Got to go, go, go! Lights on, have not you? <laughs> <laughs> He'll get it, and I'm yeah. sure that a few of the others will get it. Mm-hmm. But we won't go into it now. We won't go into it now. <laughs> um, Graham Williams, what were your feelings on when you won your first title in RWA? When I won my first title in RWA, it was a, it was a big. It, I don't know. You just when you win your first title, it's very much. It means everything, and. <laughs> from growing up because I, I when i won my first title i was 17 so wow. it, it, everything was a bit like whoa whoa this means this means so much this means a lot and you just you can feel it um i, I don't know how to describe it but do you know like when you do you know when you were in assembly at a uh, school <laughs> and you, got, <laughs> yeah. you get called up and you win an award and you're like oh my god what do i do what do i do what do i do, do, I do? it's kind of like that i was like Whoa! This this is this is real now. When I got to take it home, I remember taking it home and just thinking, "Oh my God, I've got!" After sitting in and play, wrestling in my grandma and granddad's back bedroom with my little plastic belts, pretending to be John Cena and The Rock. There's there's pictures there's pictures on not my not stone uh, cold, and not stone cold, and I pretend to be stone cold. Never <laughs> once I was never I was never a stone cold fan. I was always The Rock. It was it was The Rock always. No, I, I I was a rock. I must admit. So there's this pictures on my uh, on my Instagram of yeah. of me in my grandma and back bedroom with a uh, a weight belt with um it had a bit of duct tape on it It said WWE champion and it said The Rock on it and I'm there with it over my shoulder with my eyebrow raised in my in my pants <laughs> and then to, to to go forward like over ten years and I've actually got a real belt stood there and I'm like. This is this I'm an actual champion now. It was it was mind blowing. Wow.
0: <laughs> um, Ian Jones is a similar line. So what titles would you like to hold?
2: Well, I've never held the RWA Heavyweight Championship. And that's the what that's the one title I've not held in the RWA. So I've got I've gotta go with that. You've got to always I've you've got to finish finish what you started. I mean you've got to complete the set. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Before we go, do you want to promote your social media? Yeah, so um, Facebook is Lance Rivera Playboy Prince. Twitter is Lance, Rever- Lance underscore Rivera, and so is my Instagram. On, I'm I'll constantly put, put, on there.
0: <laughs> Instagram's something I haven't quite got yet, but I'm nearly 40, so that's probably
2: why. <laughs> what, Instagram? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, you've got to get on it, man. That's where it is at the moment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right, well, I'll put... I'll put description there uh, the links in the description below the show so i talk so about uh, to plug my social
1: media as well so because i'm from now this problem on the on the playboy i'm playing with phenomenon's advocate from going forward
2: oh there we go <laughs> <laughs> the advocate oh i like yeah, it I'm i've already polite. got a manager I'm
1: though a i'll be like, okay. i'm fine
2: see you'll have to talk to her you'll have to you'll have to start gotta gotta got have bidding wars now if you want to be my advocate uh, oh, uh, i I've, I've got I've got business cards. Oh, you've got business cards. there Oh well. We're already starting. Oh, I could, could be your
1: I could be your advocate when you
2: down south. Thumbs up. Oh well, you've got to talk to Stacey Rose about this, and I won't like <laughs> to be the the man who uh, tells her that. What a podcast? <laughs> we'll, we'll cut, we'll All right. that bit out, Chris. <laughs> <laughs>